0: Welcome back to the Metal Exchange. Justin and Chris here with you for another week, episode 99. How are you, my friend? The great one. Yes, yes. I, uh, no a Gretzky comparisons in this episode, but a lot of hardcore superstar, and I'm very, very excited to talk about them. Um, we'll get into it, but how was your week? Did you hear anything interesting? Anything new come out that kind of catch your eye?
1: Uh, not my eye, but my ear. Um, yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, so um, I saw that uh, a couple new singles since last week came out. Um, Nordic Union, which I was really happy to find out they are um, working on their third album, and it's going to be called Animalistic, and that that means to me that um, our friend uh, Ronnie Atkins is still working, and that means he's probably in in pretty decent health, um, and so that's really good to hear. Um, so this was a uh, pro- project. Was it uh, Eric Martinson of Eclipse? Is that his name? Him yeah, I and... think so. Kind of like a, a tag team, a uh, dream team there. I, you know, I, I, I'll tell you,
0: Ronnie sounds great. And, and I love the fact that he's kind of, you know, obviously recuperating from a lot of medical stuff right now. But he, he seems to be involved in doing a solo album and doing Nordic Union. Now we just need a new Pretty Maids album.
1: Yeah, and maybe even a tour if he's feeling up to it. I I, I would like to be able to see them... Uh, at least another one more time. I know we came really close, but uh, we we'll see. Um, another uh, porcupine tree track dropped called "Rats Return," um, and that album is coming out soon, isn't it? Um, next week. I, I, I want to say next week. Yeah, it's it's.
0: I can't believe it's here. For some reason, I feel like the, the the lead up to this album has been exceptionally long, and like I feel like we were talking about this in February, and for some reason I thought it was coming out at the end of the summer, but it is next week um that is something i will listen to the day it comes out there's no question about that i'm really curious to see how that goes
1: yeah that uh, i'm interested too because i think this is going to be like the first porcupine tree that album that comes out in real time that uh i'll like you know listen to right away uh, rather than kind of listen to it uh, way after the fact yeah, yeah, it's
0: it's funny because they it's been so long since they've done anything. And now that I've converted you into a prog rock fan, I can imagine you're actually <laughs> going to enjoy this and the Pure Reason Revolution that came out earlier this year, etc. But um, the timing is right. The timing is right. I should have gotten you a ticket for this show. Uh, actually, Milton and I are going to see them in September. So I, I look forward to that. Uh, it's a shame you won't be joining us.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I think I'm busy that day, but... Um... <laughs> uh also uh soil work released another single um i i i'm gonna try and pronounce this new new song La, La guerre from their <laughs> o- over given hidden uh upcoming album i'm glad that they wanted to keep things easy for me to uh pronounce so in the lyrics in english yeah, but I got like I'm looking forward to that a lot. Um, that I always look forward to yeah. I always look really forward to
0: really it. interesting. It's got a lot of Night Flight Orchestra, and it, it it sounds more like Night Flight than it does Soil just in terms of the presentation. I don't know if the whole album is going to be like that. Obviously, the last single was was not, but um, they are they are really pushing the boundaries in every direction. It seems.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, just to keep it keep it honest, I, I, on the power metal front, uh, two new albums came out. Earlier today, that I haven't got a chance to listen to, but I will be listening to very soon, and that is uh, U.S. Power Metal band Seven Kingdoms released their Zenith album, and um, actually, I've heard a number of songs from that because it was on their. They were on their last EP. Um, They also do a cover of "I Hate Myself for Loving You," which um, I'm sure Sabrina Cruz probably hit out of the park, and um, and the other band uh, Civil War uh, released their new album Invaders. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm curious about this one. The singles I've heard so far have been good. I'm just, uh, I'm just so, I was so bummed when, um, the last singer left, I'm blanking on his, uh, his name. Um, but, uh, you know, he used to sing with Wuthering Heights and, uh, he has such a distinct vocal style and I thought he fit this, this kind of like post-Sabaton kind of band so well and, uh. But, um, we'll see how this new, uh, this new singer does. Um, I'm looking forward to, to hearing this. And that's, uh, that's on my radar as well. So that's, uh. It's all the stuff that I've come across my desk. I, I, honestly, I've been spending most of the week, as I mentioned, listening to Hardcore Superstar and Power quest, So, which,
0: which makes sense because we've got a, a lot, a lot of Power on the way. But I'll say a couple of things about the Civil War albums. Those first three albums, for some reason, just didn't do it for me. And I think the singer you're thinking about is uh, Niels Patrick Johansen, not yes. to be confused with Niels Patrick Harris. But Niels Patrick Johansen is got one of those most like unique voices that you'll ever hear and he fit the music well I just didn't love the songs that being said I happen to really enjoy Kelly Sundown Carpenter a U.S. singer actually ironically enough he sang on a Beyond the Twilight album after Yorn Land had left the band and he hit it out of the park he's got a phenomenal uh phenomenal voice for, for for the kind of you know, this kind of project, I I'm really curious to hear it. I've not heard the singles, uh, but I'll, I will pick up the album just because I I'd like to give it a shot. And, and who knows, maybe, maybe, maybe the songwriting took a step up. It had been about, I think six years, if, or if not more since their last album. So, uh, it's called invaders. I think you mentioned that earlier. I, I, I'm going to give this one a listen.
1: Yeah. The, the, the dead man's glory single, which came out like three years ago, um, it's the second track on this album. I, I liked it. I, I, it's a different kind of vocal style, but it works. Um, so I'm just curious how the rest of the album was. But uh, I really enjoyed the, um, the the last full measure, which was their their um, their last album had that really fun tombstone song. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, we'll see. I, I thought that their last album was that was my favorite of, of their uh, albums thus far. So um, nice. I'm hoping that kind of continues in that direction. I want to mention just a pair of things
0: that kind of stuck out to me this week. One which was really interesting and the other one which I, quite frankly, just loved. Uh, A band out of – well, i got to be honest with you. I think it's out of Norway, but their name is Infidus. They came out with an album called Endless Greed at the end of April. Uh, I heard a song off this album, and it was really interesting. It was kind of like – how do I explain it? I guess it was like Alice in Chains meets Tool, but somehow more metalized or something like that. Kind of a weird mix. And I don't love it, but it was really interesting, and it kind of made me want to check out the rest of the album. So I wanted to I wanted to put out there, I'll put that out there. I'll try posting a song this week. And an album which I did hear and I listened to multiple times this week is the new All Things Fallen album. They're out of Sweden, they're a progressive metal band. Very much in the uh, Darkwater vein, and that's because the album was written by Darkwater's um, main man, Marcus Sigfridson, who's one of the best, um, not only best producers and programmers, but just one of the best songwriters going in the, in the genre today. This new album, it's called um, Shadow Way. I really liked it. I think that you'd like it as well because it's got that, it's like got that lush, melodic prog sound, but it's not... Inaccessible. It's more straightforward and kind of catchy. I, I really think you'll, you,
1: you're going to enjoy this one. It's uh, it's on the list. Um, I will definitely be checking it out. Um, I, I'm hopef- hopefully going to be uh, have a chance to catch up on some of the stuff that is that have, that's come out this year that I've missed. Um, just I'm do- I think I'm doing a better job at keeping up than I did last year, but uh, I still could be doing better, and that's usually more of a function of uh, work being slow than anything else because I tend to do most of my music listening while I'm working. Um, uh, but uh, I'll get there. Got to have that list ready at the end of the year. So
0: we're uh, diligently working towards it. I can't believe that six months is almost over. We're so it's, it's almost July first, and by the time we record our next episode, we'll be into the second half of the year.
1: Yeah, and the second, uh, the second half of uh, two hundred episodes. Yeah, hopefully, see, reach at some point. Again.
0: Um I love it but let's uh let's let's talk some hardcore superstar. Um I think I had who mentioned do you, Who do you
1: got? Sandman, Sabu, <laughs> uh, Cactus Jack. I, I I'll talk about whatever hardcore superstar you want. I was always a Cactus Jack guy. And I think that's
0: going back to 1992. So I'm I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to always lean Cactus. Uh but this time we're going to talk about the uh, Swedish uh Sleaze Rockers. These guys have been around since 1997. I only started listening to them somewhere around 2010-ish, I want to say, I had seen their name on some message boards and I had no idea what it was or what they sounded like. And also, I kind of thought the name was so stupid that I just, (laughs) I I, I completely ignored them for a while. But then I gave it a listen and and, and I listened to one of the songs on this album and I was like blown away. And I'm like, what? on earth have i not been listening to for the last decade um as i said around since 1997 i chose this particular album for a number of reasons this one was their self-titled album that came out in 2005 um i am really curious to see what you you think of these guys not not so much the the greatest hits songs which obviously we'll get into some of them are on this disc but some of the deeper cuts which are um
1: yeah i'm i'm actually curious as to which ones are which or which ones are considered which so you'll have yeah to I'll, I will definitely
0: you. walk you walk us both through that or what have you, but without without kind of like uh, spoiling it, the first song I ever heard was "We Don't Celebrate Sundays," which just happens to be the fifth track on this disc, and they did a video for it, and it's a, an, a staple in their live sets, um, and I just fell in love with the sound. I, I it reminded me of like part Guns and Roses, part Skid Row. And then part like melodic, you know, power metal in a way, not, not that it sounded like power metal, but just that melodic catchy chorus type of thing that, that a lot of the power metal bands were doing when we were growing up. And it just, I I was shocked. I fell in love with their sound. And as I started listening to the albums, it became quite, quite interesting for me because I don't think any of their albums are perfect. I don't think any of their albums are really near perfect But every album has a couple of songs that are just so good that if you just threw them together, you'd have like the perfect best of, which is interesting because I'm the kind of guy that just listens to albums straight through. And I've listened to this album straight through a lot more than any of their others, to be honest. Um, I think it's their most complete album. But I think you'll be surprised when I give it a rating at the end because it's like the haves and the have nots. And, And we'll get to it because some songs
1: definitely fall flat for me. And I'm wondering if you had the same experience. Uh, yeah, I, I, guess, yeah, I, I think I'm, I think I'm going to be right there with you in all honesty. Okay. I'm, I'm curious to see if the songs that really jump out for me
0: are the same ones that, uh, jump out for you. Cause if they're not, then I think it's a really a testament to the songwriting and maybe just our personal tastes. Uh, but to go back a little bit, um, the band was started by the guitar player and the, um, their bass player Jochen Berg on vocals, Martin Sandvik on bass. They both appear on this album. Um, the drummer Magnus Andreessen, he comes out he comes to the band about two years later. He's on this album as well. The only member on this disc who is not um, in the, or is not in the band anymore is a, a guy by the name of Thomas Silver. He does the guitar work and he does an admirable job, but he left the band a couple of years after this album came out, um, November second, two thousand and five. So. Without further ado, let's get into it because they, you know, it's funny they they've they've been on. I, I think they're huge in Sweden, and I know that they've placed on on the album charts over there. And ultimately, they would they would find their way to Nuclear Blast and, and a big label, but they're kind of underground, and and not everyone talks about these guys. And I'm a little surprised because with bands like Heat and bands like uh, Crazy Licks and like all those bands that are kind of blowing up these guys are kind of getting left in the dust a little bit. They've released a lot of new albums since then, but I don't know if any of them have caught on quite like this one did back, uh, you know, almost
1: 17 years ago now. So this, the thing that I found incredibly interesting and it kind of caused me to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole is, um, you know, we, we use the, the, the encyclopedia metal, metallium, metalum whatever you want to call it. uh, Metalarchives.org, I believe, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for, a lot of research and information and stuff. They do not have bands like this on yes. like, you can't find hardcore superstar. You can't find crash diet. It's like this kind of almost glam kind of vibe doesn't get included the same way that like Amaranth, I think was, I think removed also because they're considered a core band. It's interesting that, that like something like this, like I couldn't use the metal archives as like a resource, which was surprising. Like I listened to this and I'm like, it's kind of not super far off from like a steel Panther, although I'm not sure steel Panthers on metal archives either. Um, But I just think that's weird that like that, that style for whatever reason gets precluded when there's so many different subsections of metal um, that I definitely feel like this falls in that category.
0: Considering how many different like tentacles the octopus has, why wouldn't this be included? And, and I, I noticed the same thing. You know, just to sometimes have something at a glance, I want to be able to look at you know when a certain album came out or 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 when a band member you know changed or, or what have you. That is not a resource for this album or or this genre really, and it's kind of surprising because when I listen to a band like we talk about Crash Diet, I I, I was a big fan of the new album. We talked about it briefly last week why wouldn't they be in there? Like, I mean, is it hard rock? No question. Is it quote unquote heavy metal? I don't know. Is it, is it any more metal than like dream theater? I mean, like, you know, when I listen to Another Day, I don't really have a metal vibe. But when I listen to some of the songs on this album, when I listen to uh, Wild Boys, it's got a really heavy guitar riff. And I'm surprised that like it doesn't make the cut or for whatever reason, the, the editors over there choose not to, to have that
1: branch on there. Yeah, this is metal to me. I mean, I think... No doubt. I, I think that this is like... To me, this is... If if the 80s hair metal movement kept moving <laughs> through yeah, the 90s it, 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 and it into rest. 2000s, yes. this is where it would have ended up. This is what the the four forerunners of the Motley Cruise and the poisons of the world, I think, would have ended up. It, it's got a little bit more... I think of a power metal kind of vibe to it because it's, I think it's a little bit more energetic. Um, but, uh, there's, there's a number of bands I'm reminded of, and, and I'll, I'll kind of go into it as we talk about each song. Cause I feel like a lot of their songs do have kind of a, a distinct kind of flavor to them. Um, that, I mean, there's, there's songs that sound like one band and then songs that sound like a completely different band. So, um, I agree with you, and I think that
0: um, I, I think we're going to have a lot of the same thoughts on here because, much like that first Steel Panther album we talked about, I think there's a lot of heavy influences on some of these tracks. I'm curious to see if if we agree completely or if we heard the same things, but like they um, they definitely borrowed heavily, especially on some of these tracks, but. Like I love it, and and to me, you mentioned obviously Motley Crue, and I think that's a good apt comparison. I'll take it one step further. If 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 Guns N' Roses and Skid Row were the next step after Motley Crue, right? Motley Crue in the early and mid '80s, Skid Row and 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 Guns N' Roses in the late '80s, early '90s. Fast forward fifteen years, you get to these guys. That to me is the progression.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of like I don't know. I, we talk a lot about how you know metal kept going in other countries after the eighties, like it kind of died in the U S but in the other, in the, in other countries, it was really power metal and prog metal. That was kind of going like this kind of style, the, the, the U S glam style pretty much died with the metal scene in this country. And, and the, and bands like dream theater and Halloween, you know, they continued to have success in Europe and Japan. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's cool to hear something like this. That's a modern take on that old kind of uh, that old kind of eighties, you know, hair metal, glam metal, whatever you want to call it. La vibe. Um, I find that it's uh, it kind of takes some of that cheesiness out of the out of it. Like it, it, it's. I mean, you've probably seen more of their music videos than me, so I don't know if they're dressed like Motley Crue in nineteen eighty six. But like. Um, I don't know. Like the music feels a little bit more, um, a little bit more serious and a little less like, uh, like um, gimmicky. I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. Although we're gonna get into the lyrics in one or two of these songs, which I happen to love, but it's it, it's not as cheesy. It's just um, a little cliche, I guess. But I think it works for them for what they're doing. In terms of the dress, it, it really is like, um, you know, it's obviously it's more of a hard rock thing. I don't know if it's a heavy metal thing, but like. They have a unique look, I'll, I'll say that, and they're still going strong today. I'll talk a little bit about when I saw them, the one time I saw them live back in uh, 2016. I can't believe it was six years ago. Uh, it feels like yesterday, but um, alas, here we are. Um, let's let's kind of just dive into it at this point. This, um, it's not a long album. It's only, it's under 50 minutes, but... Did you find that it moved for you? Because for me, I I felt like it was a very quick listen. Maybe it's because it's not the hardest stuff to digest, but I feel like you're in a song, you move on to the next one. And before you know it, the album's over.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I found that the thing that was surprising to me is that I found that it really wasn't like, I didn't find anything all that remarkable. Mm. The first couple of times I listened to it, I did know we don't celebrate Sundays. That was the one song I knew going into this. Um, it was on, like, my fourth and fifth listens where I really started to notice uh, tracks that stood out. Um, I was just surprised. I, I thought this was going to be, like, I'd listen to it, like, once or twice, and I'd be, like, hooked in. And um, it took a little—it took longer. It was almost like how I am with Prague, where I really need to, like, spend more time with it. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But uh, it, it did end up—some um, of the songs really did end up resonating with me. Um it just took a little longer than I thought. I just figured something that's kind of this straightforward would be kind of uh, quick to digest. But I think that it might, I think it just maybe sounded kind of all similar the first listen through. And um, you know, the more I listened to it, the more things started to kind of have each track had its own flavor that I was able to kind of pick up on.
0: I actually have another explanation for it. And I'm curious to see if this is what you found for me. The best – this is like – this album's almost like a hamburger. I don't particularly love the beginning or the end. I think the best part of this album is really the middle, the meaty portion in the middle of this album. And that's where there's like four or five really fantastic tracks. Um, and, and not that the beginning or end is particularly bad. It's just not memorable for me vis-a-vis the rest of the album. And it's kind of a slow starter. It takes It, it takes a little while to get there. And then when you get there, it takes you on a nice ride. And then it kind of fizzles out a little bit at the end. So I don't know if you had that experience as well, but we'll find out. The album kind of kicks off with this 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 song called Kick on the Upper Class. I still don't exactly know what it means. It's <laughs> m- much like the rest of the album, or I should say many of the songs on the album. It's kind of a mid-paced song. And while I don't think the singer is particularly the best, I do think Jock is... Perfect for their sound, if that makes sense. Nobody's going to confuse him for Michael Kisk or Jeff Tate, but he's really good at this sleazy sound that they're going for. And um, even though the chorus is like extremely silly, I loved how they used keyboards on here to layer the sound. It's one of the few tracks that they do that. And it just reminds me a lot of that like appetite for destruction era Guns N' Roses.
1: Yeah. Um, I liked it as a as a way to kind of kick off the the album. Um kind of uh, just gets the ball rolling. Uh, I think this was one of the songs that stuck out to me more than, than others. It wasn't my favorite track, but I think it kind of had a flavor to it that I think, after a few listens to it, I really kind of thought was distinct. Whereas, like, the second track, Bag on Your Head, like, I just... All I hear is Motley Crue's uh, oh, yeah. Kickstart Your Heart. <laughs> I am
0: so happy you said that for multiple things. I'm going to unpack all of this. Number one, I don't like this tune, which is interesting because how many times – I don't think I've ever said on this podcast, oh, it's the second track. I don't like it. I don't like this track. I think it's got that anthemic rock feel, but something falls flat to me. Maybe it's like the piped-in, hey, hey, vocals. I, I don't like it. It's like a touch faster and a touch heavier, but it's really just Motley Crue. Like you said it, the chorus is repetitive and it's just pedestrian compared to other things on this disc. Not a fan.
1: The the opening riff is just total kickstart your heart, but the rest of the song just isn't as catchy. As as the, <laughs> as the Motley Crue song, it's just the chorus isn't as good. Like that that <laughs> song is a song that really rocks like start to finish. And this one, yep. you're right, it does. I agree with you. I I thought that it was kind of, um, kind of boring. Like yep. you know, I don't know. Boring is probably not the the right word for it because it's like a it's a fast paced like quick moving like kind of toe tapping head banging kind of song. It's just not that. I don't know. It's just not that memorable to me. Like, because honestly, that 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 riff and then it comes back in like later on is it just it's just all all you can think of is kickstart kickstart yep. my heart. Yeah,
0: I, 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 the Motley Crew vibe was strong with this one, and then you get into the third track and you expect it to kind of really pick up. And I think it takes a step in the right direction, but I don't love this one either. It's really just a straight up rocker, and I definitely hear. And again, I, I know I'm, it's revisionist history, but I hear the I hear Steel Panther here, uh, as many of the tracks on this. Um, it's it's just not as good as the stuff that would come later. The bridge completely takes me out of it. I like the guitar solo, but I just don't have much else to say about this song. It's the, for me, the track starts to really pick up with the with the next track.
1: Yeah, this song kind of reminds me of. Um steel Panther did the the opening theme song for a, a, a TV show on MTV um I, I think it was with the show with Rob Dyrdek after he finished yeah. Rob, robin big uh ridiculousness maybe uh, it was one of those shows or whatever and this song just kind of reminds me of a uh like a poor man's version of that <laughs> theme song so I definitely there there is I think his the vocals kind of Remind me a bit of Michael Starr, um, mm-hmm. but uh, and the song just is is constructed in a Steel Pantherish kind of way. Um, but yeah, I agree. Again, I, I agree with you. It's um, not quite as good as what like Steel Panther would do. You know, they would do this this song better. And it's
0: and, exactly and and like we're a quarter of the way through the album. I, I kind of enjoyed the the opening track for what it is. But like, had I heard this first i don't know if i would have ever even gotten to the songs that i am about to gush over um it's interesting we talk about placement this disc is just not constructed like the conventional album with like a really strong beginning and potentially strong end we'll get to the good stuff because track four is 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 a big step in the right direction not my favorite track I don't even know if I put it in the top half, but it's close. It's, it's called she's off beat. It's, it's a really slow starter, but it picks up nicely. The, the chorus is, is, is repetitive as many of their choruses are, but I like this one. It's catchy. It's quirky. I I like it. And it's got this really groove like this groovy melody throughout, which I think is, is kind of, kind of nice. And then all of a sudden about two thirds of the way through the song, it picks up speed like a runaway train and, and, the singer Jack almost like raps the verse, which I thought was really, really cool. This, this is a song that I like and by far the best of the, the first four.
1: This song of all things reminded me of like Avenged Sevenfold. But then also there were times where the vocals reminded me of Scott Wyland. not really, not like stone temple pilot, Scott Wyland, but like, um like velvet, was it velvet, velvet revolver? Club. Like yeah. that, like, at certain points and then there's other times where he sounds like M Shadows from uh from, from uh Avenged Sevenfold and this song kind of feels almost like an Avenged Sevenfold song in in a lot of ways but I agree with you I think this this in the opening track are definitely the highlights of the first third or first four songs of this album um it's definitely a, a fa- another fast-paced rocker but uh yeah, this was uh this was definitely a, a step in in the right direction after two kind of um almost like lackluster impressions of other bands that yeah, you know
0: no no doubt. Um now strap in. We don't celebrate Sundays. I've played this shit out of this song, and, and the funny thing is when I first heard that and I kind of just did the, the deep dive into this band I played this songs, these songs like incessantly at the gym. I thought it was like the best music to work out to, so I just kind of made my own best-of playlist, and they came out with a best-of album at some point, and I would just play this stuff on repeat. Ironically, it was this and Remedy Lane that I used to just play on repeat at the gym, which you want to talk about an album that doesn't suit well at the gym – Remedy Lean is that album. But nonetheless, I used to just play them on repeat or whatever. But this song is really one of the ones that did it for me. Hey, um, When
1: you're at the gym, you need something to pick you up and then you need something to bring you back down. At and the end, both so. of
0: them do it perfectly. It's, it's so catchy and the perfect intro. And I got to be honest, I haven't talked about this. Of all their albums, I think this is actually the one that's mixed the best because it retains that sleazy feel but without sounding muddy and compressed. And this song to me is just one big party. Um, I, I love it. The 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 drum intro with the, that main guitar riff on top is perfect. The verses, the chorus, it's it's like the Lex Luger of of songs. It's just like the total package. I love it. And 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 <laughs> and, and I'll be honest with you, I like this one should be played out. And I've talked about other songs that kind of just don't do it for me anymore. And even like an I Want Out, where I've heard it ten thousand times, I just don't want to hear it anymore. This one, cue it up again. I'm ready to listen.
1: Lex Luger was not a hardcore superstar. No,
0: no, but he was unless the total you, package. Unless
1: you count, unless you count a uh, steel plate in your forearm as like a uh, <laughs> as like something you'd use in a garbage uh, hardcore match. But um, I I think I got a little off off the, the uh, track there. Um, yeah. Um, I like this song going into it. I continue to like this song. It's um like very sports anthemy like i could definitely see them playing this would make a great song for like a hockey team to skate out onto the ice to um probably make a good goal song too it's just a good like a good old-fashioned pump you up like yell out yell out the chorus uh kind of kind of song it's um it's good the uh the guitar solo is awesome like this is what what i would hope if if like the glam movement went into the 90s and the 2000s, what like I would hope other bands would try to, to emulate is this kind of style because this is just it's just fun and it's catchy and it's enjoyable. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure i actually used this song on a power hour. Um, I think that's why I'm so familiar with it. Um, nice. Because uh- cause I really don't know a ton of songs by this band, um, but this is probably the one I know the best.
0: Uh, the way I would describe it is this: If if this song doesn't do it for you, this band will never do it for you. I think sure, that that's yeah. kind of like the the way the way it goes. And it's not my song of the week because there's actually something on here that I I, I have started to appreciate even more and has literally been stuck in my head um, all week. But I'll, I'll I'll give you a spoiler: It's not hateful. This poor song is uh, the worst placed song on the album because <laughs> after this, there's a bunch of gems for me. This song is in a bad spot. It's it's slower paced. It's not a ballad, but it's got elements of like this power ballad to it. I think the verses are kind of mundane. This is a filler track, and I feel like they didn't want to have another gem in between this and, and Wild Boys, which is one of their bigger hits and a song that they play live even to this day. I, I don't envy the placement of this track. It's kind of a filler tune.
1: I think I like this song better than you do. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I, I just think it's... I think that it kind of, unlike some of the other songs that were unremarkable, it doesn't sound like it was, like, lifted from another band, in my That's opinion. Also true. I, I think yeah. it has its own kind of vibe. It's a little bit more chill. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of catchy. This is one of the ones that kind of grew on me the more I, I listened to it. Um, so, like... Where you say like the the meat of this album, the middle of the album is strong. Like I think I think I agree with you even more than you do because yeah yeah it sounds like
0: it because this is the one exception to my to my statement earlier. Uh, Again, not that it's bad, it just doesn't resonate as much as some of the others. But it sounds like you really liked it, and I think that's great.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not. I don't know if it's it's as good as we don't celebrate Sundays, but it also I didn't feel like the the album took a nosedive after like a really strong song. I think it was um like you said, like, I think it was just like kind of a small dip, but more so because the song was a little less energetic than the song before or after it. I, I, I think that makes sense.
0: But if you like this track, tell me what your thoughts on wild boys are, because I've got some thoughts.
1: I just, all I kept thinking of was like, if this, was the TV show Wild Boys on the air yet? And if so, was this the theme song for it? Because this would have been perfect. <laughs> Speaking of shows on MTV, um, maybe I need to look that up. Cause like that, I mean, th- this, you I feel just, feel like there's wrote. a lost
0: opportunity in there somewhere.
1: Yeah. I might just dub this song over the original intro <laughs> and rewatch it just to see what it would look like. I might have to look that up. But, um, yeah, this is another, um, really, Catchy song that I also think um, had has its own kind of vibe to it. It doesn't feel like it's a like like they're borrowing from anybody. Um, Yeah, and uh, again, this is another song I feel has kind of a rock like sports anthem kind of vibe to it. But uh, yeah, I like this one as well. So I feel like these three songs in a row right now are are like really kind of setting a, a new tone of midway through the album.
0: This, this is a gem for me. Um, the lyrics are patently absurd, but they're hysterical. And I think that if you haven't seen them, or you've never heard the band, you could do worse than listening to this song. It's catchy, it's melodic, it's got that party rock feel. Um, the bridge here, unlike the bridge I mentioned earlier, actually really sets the song apart, and it's kind of a nice lead into the to the final uh, leg of the song, if you will. This is the one that like your toe is tapping along to, and you just kind of want to raise your hand and 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 um. The the what's interesting is the the, the band hasn't really written a song like this in, in a long time, and and this is the kind of sound that I love to hear from them. Um, When I saw them, all of a sudden, I'll get into it now because I think it's worth mentioning. uh, It's kind of a nice segue. When I saw them, they were not doing like a run of shows. I think they had done one show in LA and before they were going back to Europe, they did kind of like a one-off here in New York and they played at the Gramercy Theater back in February of 2016 and I was so excited that I dragged my sister and her boyfriend to the show just because I wanted someone to go with and nobody knew who these people were. And it was just so much fun. They're they're not like, they don't take themselves too seriously. They played a little bit from a bunch of albums, but they did play this album. i sorry, this song, Wild Boys, and they played We Don't Celebrate Sundays. And I just had so much fun at the show. I've been trying to get them to Atlanta for years. But the problem is they've been releasing so many kind of mediocre to subpar discs that like the timing i don't think is is particularly right and and i don't think they ever had the following that some other bands have i think that quite frankly crash diet would be a better fit at this point but um really fun live band and i cannot say enough like if the if you kind of like the the albums go see them live you will have a good time i promise you
1: yeah i can't imagine this being anything but just a lot of fun um I think even if they they just came to Prague Power with like little to no fanfare, people would just go out of curiosity and end up just having a really good time. And I, cannot I just that I, I also just uh, just looked it up, and the, the Wild Boys TV show came out two years before uh, this album, so um, mm. maybe this song was a tribute to uh, <laughs> the Wild Boys TV show, which was a kind of an offshoot of a couple of the guys from Jackass, where they would go around the. The world and and like just um like you it was actually like of all things it was kind of like an educational show because you would learn about different indigenous people and different like animals and it was really a cool show um it starred uh, jeff tremaine chris pontius and steve-o um the theme song was actually done by turbo negro and the song was age of Pomparius. so shout out to nops i always think of nops when i hear of uh, Turbo Negro, because of a poster he had in his apartment, and um, Turbo Negro was the band that was opening for. I don't even remember who the main band was. Uh, sorry, Nops, you'll have to correct me when you listen to this. But um, yeah, that another another sidebar there. Uh, yeah, it's hardcore superstar. <laughs>
0: um, now, for, bang for the buck, my two favorite tracks are actually coming up right now my good reputation is a perfect song i love it and if and it's funny i love the lyrical theme which is basically about this guy who's talking to another girl and and his girlfriend kind of outs him i think it's absolutely hysterical um probably because i'm not that guy but like it's just the whole thing about that is there's something so endearing about this track i love it um when I first heard this song, this was in the Big Three with Wild Boys and We Don't Celebrate Sundays. It's on their best of. I knew that it was held in high regard by the band and whatnot. Um, but this song just continue gets better for me. I think that it's very Guns and Roses in spots, um, and could e- quite 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 frankly, this close to being Song of the Week. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off and give it to something else. And I'll just say one other thing about it: there's a noticeable amount of backing vocals that kind of layer the the vocals that are at the forefront of this song and it really really adds another element to it that i love
1: i got a little bit of a kind of a mid-tempo motley Crue kind of vibe also from this but um yeah catchy i don't think i liked it as much as you did but still thought it was a, a pretty good song and again it kind of fits that um kind of fits like that that rock anthem or sports anthem kind of vibe um but uh, yeah, I do agree with you. The The lyrical content is quite funny. And it, it almost kind of has a uh, like a clean steel panther yes, <laughs> kind of uh, totally, you know, kind totally. Of going on.
0: I, I couldn't agree more. I love it. But my song of the week is Cry Your Eyes Out. This song is was – I almost forgot about this song. But this is the hidden gem on the album. It's this groovy little number where the drums for the first time just kind of take the forefront and really stand out for me. Um, and then after that intro with this crazy little you know drum jam, it goes right into classic hardcore superstar. This is up there with the big three, and nobody talks about this track. This this is gonna be my song of the week. I love it. I got
1: on my hands. Don't you wanna see me anymore? Well, you, just you, Fall wow. Good choice. Yeah, I like this. I do like this better than my good reputation. I think it's, um, I think it's one of the better songs overall on the album. I, I think you're going to be surprised when I tell you what my song of the week is. Um, I'm shocked um,
0: because I'll be honest. I'm about I'm about to shit on the last three songs, so I right. don't know where this is Here going. We go. um, t- what are your thoughts on Simple Man?
1: Uh, it's uh, it's a, it's simple. It's it's a pretty simple man. <laughs> uh, I mean. I can't say that there were any songs on this album that I just outright disliked. No, it's just, this is
0: just, like, a very vanilla track. Nothing really
1: stands out about it. There's just, like, this handful of songs that are just kind of average, you know? Um, this one, again, I think I liked a little bit more than you did. Um, not by a lot, but, um, I thought it was a little bit, a little bit above average. Not very above average, but, um... Yeah, I mean, it just it's just kind of there. It's—I uh, don't really know. I don't know that it particularly reminds me of, of any other band. Um, I don't know. It's—it's—it's it's, it's pretty good. I, I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's—it's it's just kind of there. <laughs> All right. Well, what what I
0: can say with absolute certainty is there is a "Blood on Me" is a. Oh, can I can story. I say it? Go ahead.
1: This is an ACDC song.
0: Dude, let me let me explain something <laughs> to you. I get in my car. I'm picking up my wife. I have this song on when she gets into the car. She's like, Is this ACDC? Even she picked up on it, right? Like <laughs> this song, the, the influence is the chorus is ACDC. The guitar solo is ACDC. The lyrics are ACDC. It is. I mean, this is the this is the best A C D C song that they never wrote. Um, I don't love it, but it happens to be an A C D C clone to to the to a T. Yeah,
1: the 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 like layered vocals and the oh, yeah. and the chorus and stuff, it, it's it's right out of the it's right out of the A C D C handbook. And I mean <laughs> you know, what better band to to steal a song from? But um yeah, I mean it, the first time I heard it I was like, Oh man, how did I go from like uh how did I go from uh you know, what was I saying before? Um, oh, my God. Major brain fart there. Um, and I go from uh, Motley Crue to ACDC on the same album um, with Avenged Sevenfold in between. Like, <laughs> there's, Nuts, right? It, yeah. You I mean, can't make it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, just like I feel about pretty much every middle-of-the-road ACDC song, this song is just kind of, it's there. It's... Uh, Go check out our
0: discussion about Back in Black in the archives. You'll you'll hear our thoughts on ACDC in a lot greater detail.
1: Yeah. Well, here we go. My song of the week, standing
0: on the verge. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Now, again, I want to point out the spelling here: S T A N D I N apostrophe. Uh, You know my thoughts. You're you're already getting a demerit. Don't
1: pronounce the G. The G is silent.
0: You. So, (laughs) I'll be honest. Of the last three, this is by far the best. I still think it pales in comparison to some of those songs in the middle. Uh, let me just tell you my thoughts, and then I, I want to hear yours. Sure, cool guitar intro, kind of starts like a Tesla ballad at the at the start of this thing. I I like this. It's it's beautiful in like a sleazy way. Um, it's interesting because it it, it just kind of like whets your whistle and kind of leaves you wanting more. But then the album ends, so it's like I don't know. It's 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 a good song. I just want a little bit more. And I noticed something for the first time in my life this week, having listened to this album for you know the millionth time. The keyboards at the end are basically the same keyboards that, at the beginning of the album. And it's like the whole thing comes full circle, and I never realized that before.
1: Maybe that their whole idea was like they want they left you wanting more in hopes that you would just start the album over exactly. again.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so I, I like the choice. Why? Why is this the song of the week?
1: It, it doesn't sound like anything else on the album. It, it's like it's almost. It almost has a little bit of a kind of uh, like a like a mid-tempo Aerosmith kind of vibe yeah, to can... it. I like that it's not, like, I like that it's not trying to be another Motley Crue or ACDC or, like, this just kind of chugging along, fast-paced, you know, rock song. It's, I don't, I guess it's kind of a rock ballad. The beginning, for sure, it picks up a little bit into more of, like, a mid-tempo song, but I just thought that more than anything, it just stood out. Like, it was just, I felt like it really felt different than anything else on the album and in a good way. Um, and I just, it. by the time I got was familiar with the whole album, it kind of represented to me, like, when the album was finished. And I thought that, like, it was a kind of a nice way to tie a bow on, on this album that's mostly very adrenaline and, and energy-filled, and it's just kind of like, it kind of closes out in this, like, very... um almost like late 70s early 80s kind of mid-tempo rock ballad I don't know I definitely got like an Aerosmith vibe from the song for whatever reason but um and then just I love his vocals I think they stand out more because the instrumentation isn't as wild yeah um so you can really kind of hear him and and just that that raspiness um it's just such a cool sounding voice like no one's ever gonna confuse him for like like you said like Kisk or, or Tate but um you wouldn't want a singer like that in a band like this anyway like this no, is the kind of all. yeah this is the kind of style that perfectly fits so um i'm sure you probably didn't think this would be my song of the week but uh it and it, i wouldn't have thought so either the first couple of times i listened to it but in all honesty nothing really stood out to me as a song of the week until i really started to digest the album after four or five times and then it felt by the fourth or fifth listen i felt pretty confident in, in that this was my favorite song on the album and the one that really stood out the most I like
0: it um I'll ask you first what is your rating for this album and and was it a clear number or did it kind of sh- like move a little bit during the week
1: I mean it probably like when I first listened to it it probably was like a five or a five and a half and it it, it grew slightly each time I, I listened to it I would probably I'd probably give it a I'm like really I'm stuck between like a six point seven five and and a solid seven. Um, I think I'm gonna go with six point seven five just because I feel like I've I've rated better albums with a seven. So um, that makes
0: perfect sense.
1: Yeah, I I I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, Nothing about it was bad, but I also don't think that there was any really one song that really blew my socks off, to be honest with you. And Um, so
0: I I get it and and just hear me out. Like I have a very, I, I draw the same conclusion, but a little bit differently for me. Like a third of this album is a 10, like literally a 10 for me for about a third of the album. And then like two thirds of the album is like a six. So it's like, it's weird because I love, love, love some of it. And the rest of it, I could, not listen to and I would be perfectly okay with it not that it's bad it's just not great and that's why I go back to what I led with which is I can make you a best of hardcore superstar and I bet you if you listen to tracks 1 through 15 or 1 through 20 you'd be like this band is phenomenal and then I could literally just save your time from listening to the other 100 songs which is crazy but that's how I feel about this band it's like a love-hate thing for me it's a 7.5 just because of the the lack of balance and the lack of um distinction between some of the tracks where but at the top end it's so good that it just brings up the entire album because if it wasn't for those four tracks it would probably be a six like i gotta be honest with you which is interesting how four tracks or a third of this album can just bring the entire thing up
1: well i'm gonna ask that you um put together this this hardcore superstar's greatest hits justin justin version um and maybe add it to our spotify playlist because i'd um, be happy to yeah because i'd like to kind of I'll be honest with you, like, I don't know that I want to sit through all these albums and try to sift through and figure out what you the shouldn't. best songs are. I, I trust that you can just tell me and, and that you're right.
0: I will make, well, I, I appreciate the faith, uh, blind as it might be. I will make a 75-minute a best of so that it would fit on a CD. We'll post it to the page and we can blast it out. Um, and I'll save everybody the time because they have a massive discography but the 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 irony is, I don't even know if I would hit every album on the best of. I probably just leave it to the best tracks that are worth listening to, and then you can kind of condense everything into uh, one solid listen, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and I do see um, that they have an album that came out this year, so I've added that to my um, to my to do list of albums to listen to this year. It's um, not
0: good. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. Like like I, I I've listened to it there's a one or two tracks that are pretty good, but like, it's not, it's not that good. And, and, well, that I shame. will be
1: I'll be going into it with the the, mini, the minimalist of uh, of expectation number
0: eight album of the year hardcore superstar <laughs> because, because it just smashed your expectations I can see it now uh, no I, I think there's a reason why the crash diet is 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 so high for me and that album will not be on my top 50 list I'll just leave it at that
1: yeah well now now I want to listen to it out of morbid curiosity
0: <laughs> or yeah. out of spite whatever the case may be sure. well there you have it I guess hardcore superstar 2000 uh, 2005 their self-title release i'm glad we got to do it they've been on my list since day one so uh, it was uh, selfishly a great discussion I'm, I'm glad we had it uh a couple of news points which i think are worth mentioning ozzy osborne had some surgery to i guess realign and change some things around in his neck and his back he's out of the hospital he's doing well uh obviously a legend uh who who who, who um what can I say about Ozzy? Obviously, he's just an absolute legend. Glad he is doing well and he's out of the hospital. And uh, Megadeth has announced that their new single is arriving next week, which will be fantastic. It comes from their album, which is due out in September, called "The Sick, The Dying, and the Dead." Uh, you got the you got you got Dave Mustaine, you got Kiko Lara on guitars, and you got me listening to it because how can I not?
1: I'm uh, I, I'm looking forward to it too. I, I always. I always look forward to whenever uh, Megadeth has new material. So um, yeah, definitely going to check that out. So with that, I've I've
0: spent the bulk of this week listening to, digesting – and preparing to try to keep up with you on a power quest conversation, so you can imagine how much time I've spent with this because I feel like I've got like twenty five thousand listens to try to catch up to, and I've got one week to do it. But we've got some surprises in store. I think it's going to be a lot of fun next week uh, and, and over the next couple of weeks, and then uh, we'll be back with uh, our next episode. and And I look forward to. Uh, obviously hearing what you have to say, but we have a uh, request album that is coming up and we'll obviously have that out on uh, July 4th. So before we get to your album, we'll do this uh, special request for July 4th and then we'll come back on July 11th with, uh, with uh, actually I guess it would be my turn because Power Quest was yours, but um, a lot of exciting things coming up in the, in the coming weeks and in coming months, um, but especially with this uh, 100th episode that, that we are going to definitely spend a lot of time on and, and have some interesting conversations for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. I I've I've listened to almost all of their songs once through uh so far this week. I'll probably do it again next week. I, I don't really need to, I'll be honest with you. I know these songs are just like a part of my soul. So At this um, point, yeah. Yeah, so honestly, I'm more excited to kinda of hear what you have to say and um and and uh, we definitely have a couple interviews lined up, so I'm really interested to hear what our uh, our interview subjects have to say. um I'm least excited about hearing what I have to say because I've already said it in my own brain millions of times, so it's nothing totally. new for me and uh, this is you know I've made it very clear this is the uh, this band is I hold very close to my heart both uh musically and personally so um there's a reason why i. I sat on this for so long. Um, no, no
0: question. And and I'll, I will give you my honest opinion, but I'll just give you a little, little taste at this point. And I'm not really going to say much that you probably don't already know. But my thoughts going in, some of them were confirmed. Others have actually changed completely as I've listened to this stuff over and over again this week. I have a little bit of a different take on some of this stuff, at least going into it than I thought I was, or if I, if you would have asked me to just do it blind and give like a recitation of some of this stuff, it's definitely different, but I'll, I'll highlight that, uh, when we chat, when we chat again, and, uh, we are, we are inching closer to a hundred. So I look forward to that, but, um, Like I said, if you like what you hear, leave us a positive review. It obviously helps other people find the show. Uh, Hit us up on social media. Keep the requests coming, and we will catch up with you with the big episode 100 next week.
1: I am so excited. (laughs) Uh,
0: What else can be said, right? Uh, Enjoy the week, and I will talk to you soon, bud. All
1: right. Take care. Crunch those numbers. (laughs)